What's happening financial coaches Pete here. I want to talk to you today about how much money you will make as a financial coach. And I want to stay away from the temptations here of being kind of a salesman and saying, Hey, the amount that you can make as a financial coach is limitless because that's a, that's true. That's true about maybe any job or any independent practice. Um, so the reality is here that I don't think I want us to focus on what is possible and I want us to focus on what is probable, right? And so I've seen this question come up a lot and I think what we just tend to do is we tend to have a confirmation bias and we kind of look at numbers that we think are um, probable, but they're really outliers. So first of all, kitchens.com, you know, they have a blog, um, podcast. I listen to the podcast. They're, they're, they're pretty good here. But one of the things that they had here is a, um, an article back a few years ago. What is financial coaching and the best practices for becoming one? And the sentence that I want to focus on here is what I think drives a lot of people into the business. And I'm just going to highlight it. It says, uh, for others, it might even be a preferable alternative to the traditional path as a financial advisor. Uh, with what is still a hundred thousand dollar income potential and what I think people look at is they look at that and they kind of start trying to reverse engineer it and they're like how much do you charge hundred dollars an hour hundred fifty dollars an hour sixty dollars an hour whatever it might be oh yeah totally I'll multiply that by twenty two hundred hours a year and man that, that makes a little ton of sense I can make more and what I think is that when people are going out there and researching this stuff and there's a group called the asset funders network and they publish an annual report on the financial coaches and the state of the financial coaching industry there are people that are making six figures i have done it in the past myself and there are some people that are doing it right now and some of the people that you know and i think what happens here is that there are probably a handful of people that are breaking six figures and many of these are not smashing six figures they are in the six figure mark but when we talk about six figures you know that can be anywhere from a hundred thousand dollars to nine hundred ninety nine thousand dollars so a hundred to a million and so there are people that use six figures because it creates this image of being really successful but there's a big difference uh, between 100 and a million right there's a 10x difference there and i'm going to talk a little bit about that as it compares to the traditional uh, personal finance world and like financial planning and asset management and some of those things because i think they also use the same terminology but when you see some of those people making eight nine hundred thousand dollars a year and i've known these guys and worked with them you know that's a good income and they're maybe working 30 hours a week i mean that's totally possible but i don't think financial coaching is like that and i'm gonna show you i think a little bit of a peek behind the curtain and just kind of talk to you about what i've seen with financial coaches what i've hired financial coaches what i've paid financial coaches what we expect them to do and those types of things now as an independent practitioner you are probably going to have a little bit of a difference with this but i would say i'm going to give you some of my thoughts having done both sides a salaried and independent practitioning of what you think should really expect right so first of all if we just look at the information out there that's financial coach salary information uh, i'll pull this up it's by the national financial educators council this is very similar to the asset funders network research if you look at glassdoor any of them you know what are financial coaches out there making and you can see here it all looks like we're in the low forty thousand dollar range and i would say forty thousand dollars is probably a good number to measure this by 
you know, if you are looking at a job in financial coaching, if you're going out and getting a role with a debt organization, a debt consolidation organization, a counseling organization, an agency, those types of things. And the reason for this is because there isn't any licensing, certifications, there's no real educational background, right? So people of all stripes can come into this and there's a big variation between people, you know, and I would call them coaches versus senior coaches, coaches that came in with a, you know, um, a coaching background with some financial knowledge and people that came in with really strong interpersonal skills with a lot of financial history and background and education, you know, and even though there's one word difference, coach to senior coach, there is a huge amount of difference between them. Now, that being said, it doesn't necessarily mean there's a huge amount of difference between the money, but most agencies or most nonprofits, you know, between paying $40,000 and $60,000, that is a big deal, right? If you have to think about raising, fundraising an additional $20,000 just to pay people's salaries, that's a big deal. Now, if we look at these numbers, what I don't think we're getting in here are some of the ancillary benefits, some of the employer-based benefits that you might be getting. So you might be getting some disability insurance, a little bit of life insurance, maybe a little 401k match or 403b match, you know, those types of things. Maybe a couple weeks paid time off is what I'd kind of guess in the, this deal. But I'd also say that I'm going to get that a lot of these are not salary positions, that they are hourly positions. Why this falls in line exactly with what I was hiring for in financial coaches is uh, we would start people around $17, $18 an hour. And guess where that lands? Right at $40,000. And even if you are around for a few years and you did get yourself up after, you know, thousands of sessions up to a senior financial coach, you know, you would probably be in the 22, maybe $23 range. At the very highest end, um, what we were paying is $28 for, again, people that were kind of smashing in all dimensions. And even what I would call not just a senior coach, but a master coach, you know, in 28 dollars an hour is about sixty thousand dollars a year you know what i'm saying here and so what i'm saying is that that person was maybe twice as productive as the forty thousand dollar person but they were only getting paid fifty percent more it's just kind of how it works in the salaried world now uh that person was also able to take on more and and usually work fewer cases and fewer appointments but had more complexity in them right we would try to give them the retirement income type of conversations and the asset conversations and saving for retirement financial independence and some of those things whereas you know the the, the more basic coaching was done on budgets and I'd have the regular coaches there. So a little closer to the $40,000. But what I'm saying here is that I think that most people are surprised to hear, hey, you, the most of the gravity will be around the 40,000, 41, $42,000, $43,000 salary mark. And it's still going to be a stretch to get to the 50 or $60,000 mark. Not even the, I'm talking about the $100,000 mark, right? Because now if you're in there, what I would expect is not only are you doing a lot of financial coaching, but you're building a lot of content, you're doing podcasts, you're doing workshops, seminars, you're traveling, you're in the sales, uh, you're training people, you're reviewing calls, you're doing a lot more too as well. So um, again, I'm talking about like the employee world here, and this is what I think you should expect. Now, this is not a bad career. You know, $40,000 to $50,000 for helping people, I think, is actually a really great opportunity. I think for me, it doesn't really even feel like work. Now, that doesn't mean it's not a lot of effort and isn't exhausting. You know, as I've said in another video, uh, I had one day where I did 20, I think 21 or 22 sessions in a day. They were all half hours, but even at a half an hour, it's a long, long day. And I even remember... Um, that we weren't going to get a lunch break. And so I was texting one of my guys about, hey, any chance you could go quick, pick me up a sandwich, just, you know, whenever it's ready, just bring it into the room here, you know, just knock on the door and apologize for interrupting and bringing my sandwich in. You know, and that's just one of those things where you're running on caffeine all day and it's just, 
you know, it's exhausting. You would not want to do that back to back. You would not want to make a career out of that. What we expected out of the regular coaches was eight sessions a day. Now, there weren't always eight sessions a day. And, you know, we could do more. We could do 10 if we really had issues. Sometimes there were incentives around getting things done before the end of the year. Sometimes the economy was falling apart, whatever it is. But most of the time, you know, most people are running four to six a day. So uh, that's, I think, what you should expect if you are a salaried financial coach. So not necessarily a lot of money, kind of a lot of work, but I think it's enjoyable. I think it's meaningful. And I think it's actually probably a job where it's preferable to some of the other jobs that you might say, hey, that is a $60,000 job, but uh, this financial coaching job is a $40,000 job. For example, let's say you are processing insurance claims. It may not be something that's really interesting. It may not be really challenging on a day-to-day basis, uh, you know, or something else like maybe you're an enroller for benefits or um, submitting financial aid applications. You know, these aren't things that are necessarily very creative. They're not really tapping into your uh, your need for like meaning in some ways, right? And so you may say, hey, I'm willing to take a $15,000 pay cut, do this, work with people, see the expression in their 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 faces and their eyes and, you know, help them get out of debt or pain or make financial strides or whatever it might be. So there's definitely a worthwhile trade-off here. And especially if you're getting benefits like health insurance and some of these other things too, it can be, it can be worth it. Now, all right. So now you know what people are really making out there. You know what I paid. You know what I expected out of that. Now let's say you're doing this independently. The realistic expectation, I think, is that you're going to make a fraction of this. I think you will make more money as a salaried or hourly uh, financial coach for an organization than you will on your own. I just think that's the the average. What is really, really tough here is to get enough data. Um, the surveys that happen out here are really hard with financial coaches. I've had this problem. I've even tried to get some financial coaches who are no longer in this business to come on and talk to me here, but it's actually hard to find them because what we have is a survivor bias. The people that make it are the ones that tell you about what they're doing and why they're making it and their podcasts and their videos and the, how they're crushing it. And, you know, now they're making a living, you know, maybe making $60,000, maybe cresting the six figure income. And so uh, that's a survivor bias because now you've taken like the fraction, the, the minority of this, these groups that have started and the people that have started and you're looking at what they're doing now, but you're, what you're missing is the 80, 90, maybe 99% of the people who didn't make it. So uh, this is a problem in getting this information for people on like how many people wash out and of the people that didn't even wash out, but how much are they really making on the side? You know, if you think about, hey, I want to make $40,000 a year, right? Now you're talking $3,000 a month. Can you find $3,000 a month? That is not a small task. A lot of people, when I'm talking to them about financial coaches, are are struggling to find one hour of coaching a month. Now you're talking about $50 or $100 or $150 a month. And so when I see people struggling that hard to find an extra 100 bucks or 200 bucks a month in a business that is supposed to be flourishing, that's supposed to be easy, that's supposed to be rewarding, um, I have a hard time believing a lot of people are finding thousands of dollars a month. Now there are some, but what I'm trying to say is like, don't focus on the exceptions here. Don't focus on the people who have been crushing it for years, who have been putting out blog posts and videos and working the, their networks and going out to events and pressing uh, the flesh on things and haven't had the the uh, the pause of COVID, you know, by working from home, that they have been planting a lot of seeds before this out in person, um, networking with individual advisors and mortgage brokers and realtors and people in their industry, right? So, uh, what I'm saying is that 
I think in most cases, you will find that making a couple hundred bucks is going to be really tough. And what's going to end up happening is that you might make, let's call it, let me call it $10,000, just round numbers. It's not based on anything, but $10,000 in a year. Uh, the question is, is that okay? And it might be, right? You might not need the money from financial coaching to sustain you. You might have a second income. You might have other uh, streams of income that you know can pay the bills, right? And maybe this is just something. Hey, as it comes up, I will, I will, uh, I'll do it, right? I'll just kind of do it on demand. I'm not going to pour myself into it. I'm not going to release a weekly podcast because, as I've talked about, the effective hourly wage, all that stuff that you're doing to help feed that funnel, you need to count as time. That's the only way to be fair about this. How much time, how much money are you bringing in? What is your effective hourly rate? Because let's say you bring in $1,000 this month in terms of income, you know, and that's, let's call it 10 sessions at $100, right? Well, it's very easy to say I'm making $100 an hour, but like it's, well, if you brought in those 10 sessions and then you had to go to some networking events, you wrote a newsletter, yeah, you you spend a few hours on podcast episode a week, whatever it might be, you know, you have to add all that in and divide it by your total amount of income. And that's going to give you your effective hourly rate. And I wouldn't be surprised if it's $20 an hour or $15 an hour. Now, my point here is now we're getting into the place where uh, you would probably be better off just working for an agency. You'd be better off working for a company that's hiring. Like I said, we'd start people at $15, $18 an hour, somewhere in that range, move them up to $23 an hour. And they're getting paid for every hour that they're working. Same for you. If you're charging $100 uh, for a one-hour session, but there's an hour of prep and an hour of post, you're not getting $100 an hour. You're making $33 an hour. Not to mention, have you done any sales on the top of that? What I'm trying to say here is that we tend to... Uh, bias ourselves to just look at what generates money and how much literal time we spent on the actual uh, billable portion. And we kind of uh, push all these other things out there. Oh, I would have done them anyway. It would have been for my own education. Well, we build in education too. And for um, you know my peeps that had to have CEUs each year, you know they got paid to study. They got paid to go to training and conferences and classes and things like that. So are you? Because you have to build that in. If it's required for your job, then you need to do that. You need to know where that's coming from. Because if you're not bringing any money and you're still paying $500 to get certified or to renew your um, your CEUs or whatever it might be, then uh, you've got to keep that all in mind, right? It's not fair to just count what you want uh, and base it on that. Now, that my whole point there is that might be okay. But my guess is that even as a independent practitioner on this, I, I don't think most people are going to break the $40,000 mark. I just, I, I really don't. Now, if you are, great belief for you. Um, what I want to see really is more aggregate data. I really hope that more coaches are willing to do surveys and things like this. And again, it's survivor bias. You know, if you're making money, you're happy to fill out that, that survey. But what I found is that, you know, even on my email lists of people I've talked to and sent out surveys to to try to get my own data a little bit of um, a little bit of just cursory data on this you don't get them back from the people that aren't doing it you don't get it back from the people that don't want to report their numbers because they're embarrassed about it and I'm not trying to beat anyone up or embarrass anyone right we're just reporting in the aggregate anyway but what I'm trying to see here is really what should people expect and I still think the data out there the the information that a lot of people are basing their decision to go into financial coaching on is somewhat flawed it's somewhat biased to the high end right so if you're doing this part-time you're doing this at home you're running your own business uh, and you are making $40,000, I think you're smashing it. I really do. I think you are crushing it because I don't think most people that do this independently are anywhere near there. Now, I would love to hear from you regardless of what you're doing. I just want to hear the honest answer. You know, if you're making money, if uh, 
you're living on this, you know, in some in some way, I would love to hear that. If you have been doing this for the last six months and you don't have a client, I'd love to hear that. If you've been doing it for two years and you've brought in $30,000, I'd love to hear that. You know, all of those things, you know, feel free to put those in the comments below or reach out to me because what I'd really love to hear here is what people are really doing. What can people really expect? And if, uh, um, if you have that story about what you're doing and you know what you made and you're willing to share that I'd even love to interview you about it you know we can talk about that uh, put a video out there that I think will really help people because I think that a lot of people are basing it on bad information now I want to get back to a point I made earlier about this and it's why I'm doing less coaching than ever and the reason is it's 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 a scale issue so I have a number of irons on the fire and some of these uh, things scale better than others so you know I really focus on things that will make money that will bring an income and coaching is great because it is trading my time and expertise for money in return. But what that means is it's just effort. I just have to put in more time for more money. And over the years, as I've been doing other things, uh, you know, some of these other things that I've been working on have now scaled up better, right? I don't have to put in any more time and the money that's coming in from them is better off. And, and these can be anything, right? From um, starting an Etsy store or you know, doing a YouTube channel or uh, starting a business or a lawn care business or an HVAC company or, um, you know, going to law school or whatever it might be or putting online courses. You know, there's lots of ways to do it. Real estate investing has been a very common one in the financial, uh, um, you know, independence world. And so for me, uh, the financial coaching is one of the things that doesn't scale very well. It takes a lot of time. It's a lot of effort. And, you know, what I want to do is, is really deploy my time towards some of these other things that I'm hoping to also build up. So that's why I'm doing less and less coaching, not because it's not worth it and not because I don't like it. But, you know, we all have the same number of hours in a day. Now, what I'm saying is if you're not there, this is a good way to trade your time for money in a way that is uh, leveraging your skills, uh, providing reward and value to you and your clients, and usually compensates in a fair way. You don't have to be at 150 or $600 an hour, right? Even if you're getting $50 an hour, for a lot of people, that's more than they're making in a salary position. Um, but what I am saying here is that if you're getting into it and you're saying, and, and maybe you're even deluding yourself a little bit, you're saying, hey, I haven't made a lot of money in the last few months. I haven't made a lot of money in the last six months. I haven't made a lot of money in my first year of coaching. But I know that I have seen things like this where you can make $100,000 a year. Well, don't think that that's the average, that there is some sort of reversion to the mean, that if you just keep doing these things that are on checklists of financial coaches, that that's where you get. I think that when people say this, what they are doing is they are kind of shooting for the moon and putting the biggest number out there that they can. And I would say that probably the exception in a, uh, in a big way is the $100,000 financial coach. Again, I'm not saying that there aren't people out there. I've been them. But what I'm saying is that most people, the gravity here is if you're doing this full time, is probably around $40,000. And if you think you can stay at home and work 10 hours a week, uh, kind of build this on the side and even make the $40,000, I think that that's not necessarily realistic. Now, again, none of these numbers are bad. You've just got to have, a, I think, a better picture of what you're getting into so that you can make a decision based on the reality of, hey, if I kind of do this part time over the next year, will I be bringing in $10,000 a year, $20,000 a year? Yeah, maybe that's likely. Maybe that's likely. How does that work for you? That's a decision you've got to make for yourself. But if you're saying, hey, I've got a $60,000, $80,000 job right now and I want to quit to become a financial coach because the upshot here is I could make more money and work even less. 
Um, I'm just trying to add a little bit dose of reality, just trying to help you make a decision that's not going to ruin you financially as someone who's supposed to be a financial expert. So hopefully that helps. Um, hopefully it's not too much of a downer, but uh, what I want to do here is do a little real talk with you and help people avoid a lot of heartache in the end. That's it. See you later.